And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ed and Bob Show, number 140. What? Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Betty. To you. Good morning. Good morning. It is great to stay up late. You know, almost to say, um, you know, 10 o'clock. Some. Yeah. <laughs> good morning, Ed Bradley. Hey, good morning, Bob Thomas. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Show number 140. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Here we are, the end of July, and uh, we're we're only. Uh, let's see. This is This is 2021. We are about 45 days away from our three-year uh, anniversary of the Ed and Bob uh, podcast. Wow. Yeah. So we should have a big celebration. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's me. You know, I'm Mr. Uh, uh, calendar person, and I've got all that covered. So you're in good shape, man. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. All, all is good, and uh, we're doing here good here at the uh, household. And we, uh, uh, our our dog has now learned to speak. Oh, really? Well, here's the thing. Well, we want well, to. What's the dog's name? Uh, Roxy. So Roxy. we we went on a trip, and when we got back, she decided that to get more attention, she needs to bark. It's oh. at, at us. She comes right to your face, and it's as if she's trying to tell you something. She'll go, rawr, rawr, rawr. I mean, it's not just one bark. It'll be all over the place, and you're like, what? And you tend to actually respond to her more, and she's become to like that, whereas before, she just walk over and want you to pet her. Now, she comes over and demands it. Yes. So it's a little, a little different. So. Well, now, all my right. dog will bark at anyone outside. Yeah. The people that walk down the street, I mean, she, she tears out of the house like she's going to kill them or something. <laughs> and they all say, hey, Sadie, how's it going? <laughs> you know, they yeah. know her. Does she stop at the yeah. curb or does she go on out? Oh, no, she stops at the curb. And and uh, uh, and it's a joke in the neighborhood because she sounds so ferocious, ferocious but she's not. Mm -hmm. And uh, they get a kick out of that. But anyway, it's good to have a big goes. it's good to have a big bark. Right? It is. We know people like that. So do so. you know do you know who sang the song Jack and Diane? Oh God, I don't think I do. Who is it? John I've heard the song. Down. Yes, yes. And then he used to be he went by some other name before or something. I don't know about John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah, yeah, there you go. He's got a new girlfriend, Natasha huh. Barrett. Yeah. Now John is sixty nine years old. Uh huh. But his new girlfriend is forty six. See, I don't think that's a bad deal. No, I mean, now, he's if, not, she, he, if his new girlfriend was twenty, that'd be different. <laughs> he's not so robbing the, the cradle. Yeah, he's not robbing the cradle. Come uh, on, are people man. complaining that that's not good? Well, I mean, it, it, I don't think it's news. Well, um, maybe guys are controlling the news and tickled to death that at sixty-nine he's got a forty-year-old girlfriend or something. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't know that 46 is all that amazing, to be honest with you. Well, that is, hey, watch it. There's a lot of 46-year-old women right now going, who was that guy? Was that Ed or Bob? <laughs> it was Ed, ladies, okay? <laughs> so, hey, Ed, you know, a week ago was National Hamburger Day. Oh, no. You love hamburgers, don't you? You like hot dogs or hamburgers better? Hamburgers. 
What do you put on your hamburger? If you had a perfect I hamburger, put, what would be on it? I would take hamburger with lettuce, mm -hmm. tomato, and I would put uh, some uh, Colby Jack or some spicy cheeses mm -hmm. and and uh, mustard. Mm-hmm. I'm a mustard guy. I, I could no, eat, no I could, mayo. No, I could eat. I can. Oh gosh, boy, that's that's the thing that the people are doing now in restaurants. If you order a sandwich in a restaurant, I mean, they put so much mayonnaise on it, you could scream. But Burger anyway, King does that. They put way too much mayonnaise on everything. Oh man. So yeah. anyway, it's uh, no. I like. I, I could eat my French fries with mustard, actually. Wow. Well, I I, uh, I I like the tomato and the lettuce and putting some kind of cheese on there. There's that crazy dog. I know. She, 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 she's no, saying. Shut up. She said the show over yet. <laughs> it's in the show over yet. Well, let me close the door. I think she's getting mad. Good My Lord, have mercy. On the floor. I can't get her to move. Wow. Okay. Well, all right. Now I got that shut off. But uh, I like the, like you said, Colby Jack cheese, something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like onions. I put onions yeah, on my I burger. Too. You know, okay. Yeah, I like cooked onions better than raw. Then. Yeah, that's anyway, a good grilled onions. We'll share, we're, we're going to go to lunch. We'll share a hamburger together, okay? We'll do it, man. You got any more news for us? No, that's about it. Not much going on. Well, we're, we're doing well, though, time-wise. We're in good shape. So let's get on to uh, the questions of the day, and you always go first. Okay. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day, and I thought I'd look up the answers, so I did. Mm -hmm. What's the longest-running TV show that's still on the air? Ooh. I I'm betting it's probably like 60 Minutes or something, some news show, but I, I may be wrong. No. What is it? General Hospital. Oh, really? That's How long has that been on? Well, I don't know exactly, but it's been a long time. And the second longest running is Days of Our Lives. The third okay. longest running TV show is Sesame Street. The fourth longest running is Masterpiece Theater, which came on in 1971. And then The Price is Right, which came on in 72. Really? Yeah, which followed by Young and the Restless and Wheel of Fortune. So daytime time. soaps, um, they've been around a long time. Yeah. And, and I think a, a long time ago, not now, but um, they would shoot live, wouldn't they? I don't remember shooting live, but I do, I, I do think they, uh, I don't know if they shot live or not, but the, the daytime, you can, you can watch a soap opera or one of these daytime shows and see the people on there, and the same people will be on another show. Oh, you're kidding me. No. <laughs> Very common. You know what else I've noticed? Because there was once upon a time where I actually watched one of those shows because I worked at, at late at night. And you could miss two weeks, and you didn't miss anything. No, 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 no. They always bring you up to date. <laughs> you pick right back up. And, you know, I mean, because it takes, it takes a month for somebody to die. Uh, or they're going to talk about his funeral forever. They stretch everything out. But I, didn't ne I never would have thought um, that it was General Hospital. But, you know, when I was yeah. a kid, that was on TV. Yeah. I remember my mom yeah. watched um, As the World Turns. Boom, 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 boom. As the World Turns. And the, the guy's name was Bob Hastings. I think he was an actor on it or something. Mm -hmm. But, boy, she loved that show. Anyway, and some interesting things. Uh, the Simpsons have been on since 1980 on. 
Oh my God, has it been on that <laughs> long? That? And uh, on order, a law and order special victims unit, you know, the one that has that girl in it. Uh, what's her uh, name? Mar Marsh, Mar something, Mar Hardigay, yeah. yeah. 1999. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, Jane Mansfield's daughter. Yeah. And the yeah. biggie of all, Gunsmoke. Yeah. Gunsmoke. I, I love that show. 1955. Well, that was a great, great show. And, and yeah. uh, you know, Marshall Dillon, man, he just had it together. I mean, yeah, nothing yeah. bothered him, you know? Mm. Yeah. yeah, Festus, don't worry about it. We'll go down there and we'll, we'll take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a question for you, Ed. All right, buddy. Is it good to retire or does still working some make life better? And you probably have an insight to this because you've retired, although you stay busy, but is it, is it okay on that side of the fence? It is, and people ask me all the time, especially my wife, she says, aren't you getting bored? Don't you want to go do something? I said, no. You know, I, I, and here's my thought. I worked hard for 45 years. Mm, hard, amen. Sometimes seven days a week. I remember very well. I was going to say that. If anybody worked hard, it was you. I mean, early in the morning to late at night, seven days a week. So if you know, so I, I think I did my part, and I, I really don't care to keep it going, and and I uh, so retirement's been really good for me. It really is. And I love my little golf cart, my dog, and going around visiting friends and having a coffee in the middle of the day, and just it's been fun. Well, that's cool because you know, uh, I would have thought, I, I, I guess I was going to say is I didn't know how it would affect you because you had been so used to working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And uh, most people don't do that. They do their punch their clock and get out and, and they don't work Saturday and Sunday and so forth. And uh, I didn't know if it would be a big drop for you or you'd be like, you know, like you just said, I did my deal, mm -hmm. you know? So that's cool. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Tell everybody what's coming up and then you've got a sponsor. All right, coming up, uh, we've got uh, the topic of the day, top paying jobs that don't require a college degree. Mm. Uh, that goes right along with what you said about the eating air folks over there, too. So, you know, yeah. you, can, you can make it just fine. Then we've got the mailbox and other things. So my sponsor today is Weigel's. Weigel's convenience store chain. It's based in Powell, Tennessee. 68 locations in the East Tennessee area. And they operate Broad Acres Dairy, processes milk, tea, juices, eggnog, their convenience stores, and their own bakery, Red Barn Foods. But Weigel's is a real staples in East Tennessee. There's one, probably one on every street corner, I guess. Yeah, uh, really. Or it seems that way, anyway. That's where I buy all my gas. Yeah, me too. I like the deal where you can put it on your card and you get like eight or ten cents off. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, and uh, I mean they've got stores everywhere, uh, and they're going to and they're expanding and they're going to be moving on to Nashville and Cleveland and different areas of Tennessee. So that's going to be cool, I think. Did you ever hear the story about when their original herd had a stampede? No. <laughs> what? Nobody knew. <laughs> How many were there? Uh, four. <laughs> four head of cattle. I think the Ed Brantley farm had more than four head of cattle. Well, that's true. Four cows. 
Oh, that's funny. <laughs> On a 600-acre farm. <laughs> Boy, good gracious. That cows, they could, let's say, I'm mad you. I'm going to my side of the, the Ponderosa here. So, yeah. All right, Ed, we've got um, the topic of the day is uh, you don't have a college degree? Well, no problem, man. There are top-paying jobs that do not require a college degree. Now, there's a couple of ways to look at this, Ed. One is, first of all, is um, I've heard many people tell you, if you're willing to work a lot of hours, and if you're willing, if you like people, and you want to sell, uh, or you can sell, and you have a half-decent product, you can make any kind of amount of money you want to make. I've heard that all my life, and uh, I believe it to be mostly true. Now, the other side of this is, what, what if, if you're not going to go sell, like what I just said, are there jobs where you don't learn this thing in college necessarily, but you can go out and make a very good living? So what are some of these jobs? Well, I think one thing to remember, and I always thought this, I learned this from Bobby Denton, is that uh, I was following him when I first came in the radio business. You know, I kind of followed him around at remotes and things. Right. And Bobby showed me one thing. He always touched the money. So when you say you're touching the money, you always talk to the person who's responsible for buying the advertising or responsible for giving you the money and uh, buying what you're selling. And, oh. and uh, you got to touch the money. If you're just, if you're just working as a, uh, well, like, for instance, a computer programmer, and you never touch the money, mm -hmm. you're, 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 I mean, I'm sure it's a high-paying job, but you, you're limited in what you can do. But if you touch the money, there's no limit whatsoever. Oh, that's a great point. You should write a book. <laughs> no, I mean, I've never, I've, I've known you forever, and you've never given me that little tidbit there. That's incredible. Yeah. So deal it. with the person that touches the money. Yeah, you got, you got to touch the money. And when you touch the money, you're going to go far. That's all you got to do is touch the uh, money. I like that. Okay. Well, there's a lot of jobs, of course, that don't require college education. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with computers and uh, technicians, ultra. Well, a lot of, you know, I see these TV ads for South College, and I'm just looking here, ultrasound, ultrasound technicians, mm -hmm. radiologic technicians. Now, that's a lot of that, you know, and computer sure. skills. Um, so that that could be that too, but I think I think Bob, one of the things that you do and I did too is sales. Yeah, and you touch the money in sales. Yeah, well, God, you got to, and if you don't talk to the the person that actually can make a decision, you'll never get a decision. Oh. You know, and and working in sales, and a lot of people are afraid of sales. They they just they they say I can't do that. I just can't do that. I don't have it. But uh, if you've got the personality for sales, you can, the sky's the limit. You can do anything you want to do. Some people don't like people or are afraid of people or just don't know how to talk to people. Right. You know, I've I met those people. I'm, I met somebody that I, I helped him get a sales job and, and he, he just a, a good looking young guy, outgoing and stuff, but he hated to try to ask somebody to buy anything. <laughs> and, 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 you know, people w w need stuff. It's not like I yeah. tried to tell him, I said, you know, they need these things. It's not like yeah. you're, you know, you're beating them to death. A lot of people need the products you're selling, but you got to explain to them what it is you're selling. And, and the benefits of it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and um, so sales, I, I do think that if you can be a good salespeople and I, I, a person, 
I, I will never forget the day I was doing a remote at a car dealership. <clears throat> and I was talking to the guy. He was not even the sales manager. Not the sales manager. He was just not the, he was this, a salesperson there at the car dealership. And ladies and gentlemen, this is 30 years ago, okay? And I was talking to him, and he, he said he had a pretty good year. I said, did you make 60, 70, 80? What did you do? He said, no. He said, here's my W-2. $140,000. I was stunned. But, but I mean, he, he worked all the time. But, boy, I mean, yeah, yeah. Holy smoke. Yeah. You know, that was some serious, 30 years ago. So, uh, which which goes to show me that you can do it in any business. It doesn't have to be. And, and I think one of the things that's wrong today is when somebody goes in to apply for a job, mm -hmm. they want to know what their salary is going to be. And getting a salary sometimes is the worst thing you can do. Yeah, you're limited. That's it. You're not going to get any more. Well, then that's you know? like the guy was telling you about. He, he went on and wanted. He was. He got just a regular nine to five job. And he knew what his pay was, and whether he worked hard or didn't work hard, and he was tickled with that. And yeah. I see him today, and he's he's thrilled with it. And I'm, I'm, I personally don't understand that, and I know you don't. I mean, I don't understand the mentality. I'm glad he's happy, but if you know, if you want to do sales, but you're right. A lot of this stuff that we're looking at right now, computers. If you if you know computers, there's, there's people that are programmers that can program computers to do things. That's a high paying job now. These yeah. medical jobs, like you were talking about, and then I saw one here, tool and die maker, um, and, you know, and even people that do welding. Welding is huge. Mm -hmm. um, a lot, uh, even heat and air people. Like we were talking about there's a shortage of people um, in the heat and air business and in all the trade business because right now the biggest part of the population is retiring. Your right. baby boomers, they're all retiring. For every, for every five people leaving a trade job, construction, heat and air, uh, you know, carpenters, uh, things like that, only one person is coming in. So 10 years from now, demand's gonna be high. And, and companies will be paying those skilled laborers whatever they want to come and work for them. Um, it's going to be a high demand job. And if you've got the skills, you can call your own shots. I saw an ad. It's kind of a brochure that came in the mailbox the other day. And it's, it's from a company down here in Loudoun County. And, and they, they do, they, they make trucks like mail trucks and like, uh, uh, you know, delivery trucks. Yeah. And, and they, they offer everyone a bonus of $4,800, a signing bonus. I thought, oh, good man. grief, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's, it's like, it, it's like uh, you know, the NFL team. You get a signing bonus if you come on. That's how crazy this demand is for people that have a, a skill like that. So, uh, you know, even like and, and plumbers. I mean, a lot of people may see plumbers as a dirty job, and it may be. But, buddy, when you need a plumber, you're going to pay anything you can <laughs> to get him over there. And he's yeah. going to make a lot of money. Yeah. And that's why they're, you know, I've, I've met a lot of plumbers that are 
have uh, uh, big nice cars and houses and RVs and all this stuff and they go on vacations wherever they want to go because it, it's uh, it's turned into a high paying job trying to get your plumber over there so all right uh, where are we that is our topic of the day you got anything else you want to add no I just think that before you make a decision folks you should look around and I, I know right now you know uh, right now in the state of Tennessee, especially, it's, it's I want to go to college, I want to go to college, I want to go to college. And you, know, you mm -hmm. want to go to college so you can get a good job. But sometimes you can look around at your talents and, and uh, not going to college is not for everyone. It really isn't. So if, if you, you know, if you don't have a lot of talent at something, but use your talents first and look at that and investigate it and yeah. what you're interested in. Well, what is it the old thing? Uh, find a job you love to do, and and you'll never was it you never hate going to work or something like that. Yeah, that's right. So. Well, actually, the girl that cut my hair this past week—that's exactly what she said. Mm -hmm. And I thought, are you kidding me? There couldn't be a more mundane job than this. And uh, of course. You know, when you're cutting Ed Brownie's hair. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now you go get a haircut. Even a guy, it's, yeah. you know, 20 30 $35. When I was a kid, it was 50 cents to get my hair cut. Wow. i never forget that. My dad would give him two quarters. So. <laughs> All right, tell everybody what's coming up, and then I have a sponsor of the day, Ed. Okay, we're going to get into the mailbox, and we're going to look at some things. we got some good letters here today, too, so... What is your sponsor of the day, Bob? It's old Ben Lucky. I really enjoy going to Ben Lucky and walking around that store. If you've never been, haven't heard about it, I'm telling you about it right now. It's a brand new store, Middlebrook Pike. It's unassuming. They don't have big flashy neon lights out front, but they do have a big horseshoe out front that says Ben Lucky, B-I-N. Inside, they have these great big bins, probably about 10 or 12 of them, and they're only about, you know, maybe a foot deep. And, and what they do is they buy those items you send back to Amazon. They buy them in huge lots, and they, they come in on Wednesday and Thursday, they put them in the bins, and then on Friday morning, it opens up, and every single item, I don't care if it's sold for $50 at Amazon or Home Depot or wherever, it's only $7. Every item is $7. Saturday, every item is 5 Sunday, it's 3 bucks, and on Monday, only a dollar. And if there's anything left, it's Tuesday with only 50 cents, and very often they'll close early on Tuesday because... It's all gone, and it's gone, man. All right, open up the mailbox. Okay, buddy, here we go. This is from Easy. I guess that's Easy or Easy Easy from the UT campus. Is attending sporting events about the game or about the atmosphere? It's changed, hasn't it, Ed? Yeah, it has. Especially on the UT campus, because it's not about the game, a football game anymore. <laughs> Bowling Green! Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, never forget Rutgers. But yeah. football's been tough, but now basketball and baseball, it's been about the game. Uh, but I, I think uh, it's not so much about the game anymore because. I can watch the game at home. I can pause live football or basketball or whatever the sport is, and I can go to the bathroom, come back in, and start it up and not miss a beat. I got my kitchen. I got my own drinks. I have nobody poking me in the back or spilling beer on me. Um, they're going – it seems to me you're battling these big screens at people's homes. Yeah, that's true. 
Absolutely. So, well, you know, I think if you can, uh, if you don't go into a game and really have a great time, regardless of the game, then the whoever has the team is missing the point nowadays. And, and UT has missed it for a long time on football with those old stadium seats and uh, I mean, no, those flat seats, it's uncomfortable and they're too tight and too close. And they think you ought to be excited about being in there. And they're finding out the hard way. It, you, I want to have fun. I want to be comfortable. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and I've heard that on the west side, they're taking a lot of those old bench seats out and putting stadium seats in. They're going to make it a smaller stadium. Um, even though, the God, they've wanted to brag about 111,000 people forever. But I think that's going to change. Oh, yeah. I'm not guarantee you that 100,000 is going to change. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. We won't believe it if they say 100,000. Anyway. Well, so true. that Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm. So. But it all it all kind of goes around, you know. But, but you know, once it started that downhill slide, it's yeah. just like there's no, no stopping it. And yeah. I couldn't believe that. A lot of that has to do with the people. Well, I think, like it or not, they had poor administration, I think, at yeah. UT for quite some time and um, and um, just got out of control. So. Yeah. All right. Looking at our next letter here. Let's see. Uh, where is that letter? Joe from Washington, D.C. Joe says, do you think D.C. should become a state? He must have been listening to our last show. Yeah, must have. Yeah. Well, we talked about Puerto Rico becoming a state last show. There's 700,000 people that live in Washington, D.C., and they do not have a vote in Congress. They have a delegate in the House. Um, I guess they have somebody in the Senate, too. I don't know. But 700,000 people that don't have a vote in, in, in the Senate or, or, or Congress. I don't know. I... Um, I did read where, like, the mayor of D.C. cannot call out the National Guard. Only a governor can do that. So what's your thing? What's your thought? I think they're going to make it a state. I think that'll be something that happens this year. Um, now, you know, and Trump said D.C. will never be a state. Um, how big is D.C.? Like a two miles seven, two miles or something or what? I don't know. I, I don't know land size, but it's about 700,000 people, which is as big as Wyoming and uh, Vermont. So, you know, I mean, people wise, they've got enough people probably. But, mm -hmm. um, uh, but the Constitution says it can't be done. So uh, the district, it's, yeah, it cannot and it can, cannot exceed 10 miles square. Oh, really? Yeah. So you well, have to change the Constitution to make D.C. state. Well, then I don't think that's going to happen. No. I don't well, think um, I don't think it's a big deal myself. Really not unless you live it. there. Well, I know. Uh, yeah, Patrick lives there, but he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So, yeah. Of course, you know, D.C. is probably as dangerous place to be as, as Chicago. Uh, it, it's a dangerous, you know, there's a lot of crime in Washington, D.C. Um, I mean, you would think it'd be the opposite with uh, all your senators and congressmen and people that, of course, I think most of them live in Virginia. They don't live there. They live in Virginia. Yeah, over there at Highfalutin. 
All right, this is the Ed and Bob Show. I'm Bob, he's Ed, and uh, let's see, we've got uh, some complaints, and Ed always likes to kick us off. Oh, I get started with the complaints? Yeah, All go righty. Still no tax refund? How about that? <laughs> Normally, a tax refund takes three months to reach you. Everyone in the United States who's got a refund coming in, Norman takes three months. No one gets takes longer than three months. But this year, oh my, I, I'll bet you one in 50 are getting a tax return. And uh, they're way behind schedule on processing income tax returns. But at least the agency started sending out some child tax credit money and more unemployment tax refunds. But I want my... I want my money. I you mean, know, I paid that money in. It's not the government's money, and they're using my money to pay these other things, and I want my money. So you didn't right? get it, right? Not yet. No, I haven't got it. Here it is. Here it is, almost August, and I haven't got my tax refund. Wait till you hear this, Ed. <laughs> okay. Wait till you hear this. I went down to the mailbox about two weeks ago. And I opened it up, and there was a check from the government. And I looked at it, and I thought, "What? Well, what is this? Is that one of these, um, you know, the uh, stimulus things? I opened it up, and it was my 2019 refund. <laughs> it had been so long, I forgot about it. You forgot about it. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a huge amount, but it was, how I many? It was there. Over a year, Ed. So oh I, I wouldn't God. be real encouraged that your oh. you know, 2020 is coming anytime soon. Well, uh, so man, is it because they don't have the money, or they're just behind? I think I think they're spending on other things. I don't know what the Democrats are doing with my money, but I want my money. Give me that money. I got a complaint for you, Ed. Oh okay. Well, we all know the federal government has no schools, and uh, but yet we have the Department of Education, which completely makes no sense since they have no schools. But you've got states and your local governments running schools. And I was thinking about it the other day, and I was thinking about how the government runs everything. I mean, I, I, they can barely handle getting my trash picked up. Uh, and my and my brush, if you can get your brush picked up, um, should they really be running schools? No. Or just giving, say, okay, every child gets a coupon to go. You pick your school out. A boy, a, one's a voucher. I like yeah. the voucher process, and you know that's been voted on in Tennessee a couple of times, and it hasn't passed. Now, let's take Chattanooga for instance. I lived in Chattanooga for a while. Yeah. And and uh, they have a lot of private schools in Chattanooga. There's a lot of little towns in Chattanooga. It, it's, it's, you know, there's Red Bank and all these are little municipalities and they all have different school systems. But, you know, you have Baylor, you have, uh, what's another big school down there? Um, I don't know. There's a lot Red. of them. Though. Yeah, there is. And, and, and the girls preparatory school, they even have a, gr a, a girl a school that's exclusive high school for girls. And they're all private. And a lot of there's a lot of private schools coming up in Knoxville now. Most of them are Christian oriented, and I think that's great. That's the way it should be. But I think the parents should be able to get tax credit or vouchers to get their children in there because I don't want my kids. Of course, it's too late now. I don't yeah. want my grandkids going to public schools. I just don't think the government. I, I'm 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 disappointed in government and how they do things, and I'm. 
have, I'm beginning to lose faith that they should be teaching our children anything. Exactly. Uh, and I hate to say that. Yeah. Because there's a lot of great teachers out there. But I think government itself uh, makes it hard for teachers to teach because everything's so political. And uh, if you could take government and the politics out of teaching, I think our children would learn better. So, just my thought. And All right, I Ed. This, I hope Go this ahead. next year is going to be a lot better because they'll be back in the classrooms and off with silly computers and things. So, maybe they'll learn something. We shall All see. Right. How do they listen to this, Ed? You go to edandbob.com. Or download the Apple Podcast app on the TuneIn app. Search Ed and Bob. Be sure to subscribe on Alexa in your Alexa skill set. Oh, sorry, Alexa. In your Alexa skill set, <laughs> enable TuneIn. And then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll ask you, what do you want to hear? And then tell her exactly this, Ed and Bob show. It's that easy. And we'd love to hear your comments. Uh, I know yeah. you do. Uh, edandbob.com. We have a comment section there. Email us, edandbob at yahoo.com. And follow us on Twitter, uh, Ed and Bob Knox, K-N-O-X, at Ed Brantley, at Bob Thomas, K-N-O-X. And Facebook, we're right there, Ed and Bob. Uh, anything that you're reflecting on what you said and you want to apologize or anything uh, like that? Uh, that's, that's what this show's about. It gives you a chance to say what's really on your mind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, we got a special shout-out this week, Ed. Okay, buddy. He's not going to be listening, but we wanted people to hear his name and not forget him. And his name is Jim Dick. He and, might be listening. Well, I hope he is. Yeah, that's a good point. Boy, he made a big difference in mine and your lives and also in radio and just Knoxville in general, wouldn't you mm -hmm. say? Yeah, absolutely. Who was it, Jim Dick? Ed, tell everybody. Jim Dick was the founder of WIVK and founder of Dick Broadcasting Company, which ended up owning stations in Birmingham and, and uh, around the country and, and especially here in Knoxville. But he was, he was a, a guy that, you know, he, he personally saved the Tennessee Theater. They were going to tear the Tennessee mm -hmm. Theater down, and he put, he put millions of dollars up to save it. And that's yeah. why his picture's in the lobby. Yeah. Uh, he did the same thing to Knoxville College. A great man. I mean, he was really good. Now, he was hard on you. We all, <laughs> Bob and I had to wear suits to work every day. Yeah. Even in the summertime. If we yeah. had to go out there remote, we still had that suit on. Everybody else was in shorts <laughs> and T-shirts. Uh-uh, not us. <laughs> Jim Dick wanted you to look like you're somebody and act like you're somebody. We didn't have full facial hair. I don't know if you get that job now, Bob. <laughs> I know. I, I'm shaving it while. But, yeah. you know, I remember him telling me one day, he said, you know, Bob, a, a clean car uh, runs better. And uh, you should look, uh, you should look like uh, some you like you said you are somebody. Yeah. And what was the other thing he said? He said, um, he said, do do the people when I had a mustache? He said, Bob, do all your clients have a mustache? I said, no. <laughs> and he said, well, people like to buy from people they that like look them. like that look yeah. like them. And you need to go. You need to look like whatever your client looks like. And uh, there was some truth in that. Yeah. Well, my famous Jim Dick saying was this. I'll never forget this. Whatever happens to you is your own fault. Mm. Oh, wow. And you have to get down deep into that. But, mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, and that, that was his thing. And, and so uh, 
whatever happens to you is your own fault. Don't start. That's a good, well, that's a life lesson right there, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. A business shout out is Wright's Cafeteria. And I don't, are they going to open back up? I hope so. I miss Thursdays. Yeah. I miss pinto beans and cornbread. <laughs> oh, man, I you're making my mouth water. <laughs> sitting with your mother at the table. Lord, she'd more be tea, there. More tea, more <laughs> tea. Yeah, you're right. She knew everybody down there. So. Yeah. Uh, I hope they do open back up. All right, Ed, uh, let's see. What's our next show? Next show is this. The question is, is the government admitting that there are aliens watching us or visiting us, actually? Ooh. So... Uh, and we're not talking about aliens from Mexico. We're talking about no. aliens from outer space. <laughs> and it's weird. All of a sudden, there's a lot of talk about that all of a sudden. I mean, it's very strange. All right, Ed, I had a great time. I look forward to getting with you again here soon. And uh, until then, uh, adios, my friend. Okay, Bob. Thank you very much. And be well, okay? All right. Bye-bye. Just like the fellas said. <laughs>